two best friends who love to chat. Oh, what it's like to be an ant. Those who ant. Those who ant. Hello, and welcome to Those Who Ant, a podcast to help you see the world through ant-colored glasses. I am Auntie Mags. I'm Aunt Pat. And we are so happy to have you here. So much of the week has been just me reflecting on society as a whole. And uh, I just want to say, I witnessed something that I think changed me as a person. Oh, no. Oh, it's actually a good thing. Oh, good. Okay. It's a good thing. My nephew is three and a half. My littlest dreamboat. He loved a gift he was given so much. My mother gave him a gift and it's some gift about worms. It's a game. He loves games. He's so smart. He loved this thing so much that he took the box and slept with it. He brought it in for his nap. He brought it in to go to bed at night. He loved this thing so much. The whole day was this little dreamboat carrying around a box of a game that has something to do with worms. And I thought, what a lesson to be learned there. When somebody gives you a gift, appreciate it. So pure. It is the purest love there is. Now, it is a little bit of a problem because my mom and my aunts uh, spoil him so much that anytime a package arrives, he says, presents. Oh, that's cute. Although that's how I feel. But I guess I order the things, so I know the gifts for me, the presents for me. So I, what I'm trying to say is I empathize, I get it, and it's adorable for now. Later on, maybe a problem. Don't let that kid near Amazon.com. Don't let him get Prime. You know that day's coming up where you don't pay any sales tax on that. I am a little disappointed in myself because even though I do smile.amazon.com and everything goes to St. Jude's, I still feel bad that I'm making that bald asshole richer. Yeah, yeah, it's hard though because I want a lot of different stuff when I shop. I want all the stuff together. You know, I need potting soil. I need a holster. I need new pillowcases. I want a bag of uh, sour gummy bears, which I can't have. They're technically a topping. I mean, what I want is a bag of them but I can't have it. It's in my cart. Oh, the things that are in my cart that I can't have that I just like to look at. Take it out of your cart. That's torture. I guess it's in the... What's below your cart? Is your likes or the things that you're like, next time, it's the layaway. I don't know if it's a layaway. I think it's just kind of a recently viewed because you don't pay, right? You're not paying. You know? Oh, God. I hope not. Holy hell. I got to look into that. The list of things that I don't know that is on a list of things that I got to look into. You know, I just got an alert that someone stole my information, my name and my address. And they said, you better look out because someone's probably trying to get some credit cards in your name. And I'm like, good luck. My credit score is in the single digits. I'm pretty sure. I haven't looked into it because I'm too afraid. There's no way your credit score is in single digits, bud. Hi, singles. Nine. That's glass half empty. Sorry. It's probably fine. Listen to me. It's okay to be realistic about things, but there's no way in hell your credit score is nine. But I want to say you definitely did give out your password the other day. Yeah, that, that may be related. Okay, now I'm, when I hear you say it, this was recently that I got that alert. Now I'm glad I didn't change my passwords to your middle name like you told me to do. It's so smart when you don't do the thing that I tell you to do, and I mean that with love. Ugh. You're being too hot on yourself, okay? Somebody got your identity now? They're not going to get it next week. We're going to work harder. We're going to get smarter, okay? I love it. Speaking of smarter, boy, oh boy, do we have the best guest. Oh. I get it. Maggie says every guest is the best guest ever. Well, you know what? Maybe look at people with a different lens more positively like I do because everybody is the best. Least of all, the most of all, this person. This person is the actual best and I'll get that notarized. Ladies and gentlemen, mostly ladies, but however you identify, please welcome to the podcast, Aunt Trish. Trish, how are you? 
How am I? I'm great right now to be talking to you too. You light up my life. I can't stop. I always knew you needed to have a podcast and now you have one. A lot of this was because of your gentle and supportive nudging. So thank you. This, you know what? We should put you on as producer emeritus of this. You know, they call me the tickle nudger, you know? I'm just a light nudge. I'm just a light nudge to everybody, you know? What a nickname. Who calls you that? The minute I tell people that people call me that, they start calling me that. So really, anybody I come in contact with. It's a mouthful. Yeah, the tickle nudger. It doesn't roll off the tongue. But if you want us to start calling you that, we'll do it. Speaking of uh, you introducing us, Trish, how does cereal end? Because I never heard the end of it. I realized I started cereal. It was about that young man who definitely murdered that girl. Oh. I mean, I'm not, but I'm not sure because I didn't listen. I listened to like the, fir- like the first one and the fifth one, and I don't know how it ends because I lost it somehow on my iTunes. Well, here's something you have to know about cereal is that it doesn't end. It can't end. still ongoing. Oh, cereal. 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 Oh, are, you, are you talking about a different podcast about cereal? Oh, no. I just made the connection as to the word and what mm. it means. Here's the thing. I love cereal. I mean, I love it, but it's tough to really, you don't want to dig your hand in and take fistfuls at a time and finish a box all in one sitting. It's not yeah. that kind of cereal. Those of you listening, you couldn't tell, but it was immediate, the understanding of which cereal she was talking to, even before she said the digging in thing. It's just, she's got a way. Makes things so understandable. Digestible. I don't want to say I was in debate club when I was in high school, because I wasn't. I didn't make that team. But I will say, I enjoyed speech. I was a part of a few plays. Joseph and the Amazing Tug of the Color Dreamcoat, Godspell Three Times. Who are you? Oh, I was the um, turn back old man. Or do you mean in Joseph? I mean in Joseph. Oh, I was one of the background um, tambourine people. Oh, my God. Bobo Joseph, you know what they say. Hang on now, Joseph, you'll make it someday. Oh, wow. I thought Broadway was closed down for the pandemic. Nope, it's always open here. Speaking of Broadway, have you guys seen Hamilton on the Disney Plus? I never got to see it on stage, and then I watched it on the Disney Plus. I saw Hamilton live three times, and one of the times I took my mother for Mother's Day, and this story is very true. I paid for obstructive view seats because, you know, it's too expensive. Sorry, it shouldn't be that out of reach for the common man to go see a musical. Uh, especially about uh, Secretary Treasury. But my mother loved it. She is hard of hearing. She definitely didn't understand a lot of what was said and done. Afterwards, she did ask me how long he, Hamilton, was president for. And I said, oh man, mom, there's a whole thing in there about how he's never going to be president now. Oh, spoiler. I'm so sorry. You didn't know that one? So he doesn't get to be president in the end? No. I don't blame you, Pat. I mean, how, how are you supposed to know? With our education system being the way it is, who knows what you're being taught? I had just assumed, you know, it was one of those happy-go-lucky stories where Hamilton starts out, you know, he's ethnic, and then he overcomes being ethnic at that time, and then he becomes the president. Oh, I wish we could do a rewrite. In reality, it's actually very sad. A lot of people around him die. And when you see the show live on stage, you're actually realizing that for most of it, the way they light it in some really important scenes, Alexander Hamilton is standing in the middle of a bullseye that's lit up on stage. It's very cool. Little inside a scoop. And also, when this was released on uh, Disney+, Plus, uh, my mom was very excited to watch it again. And she said to me at one point, Oh, I didn't know he had a son. 
what? I said, and then I said, what musical did I take you to? Because I think you missed the entire second act of the show. She just was still happy. She told me I was the best daughter, but you, you beat your sisters. So does it end with a wedding? No, that's like four or five songs in. Yeah. Oh. I just assume for a lot of these big shows that something big happens, like Brigadoon comes back. You're still thinking of Broadway in the 30s and 40s. That's the problem. That is my problem. Yeah. 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 Which is not a problem. Who doesn't love a happy ending? I, I think, too, you, you're a big Muppets fan. And in Muppets Take Manhattan, it literally does end with, you know. It really did ruin me for a lot of other shows because I thought, oh, please end in a big, splashy wedding where you got Sam the Eagle. It's, even Sam the Eagle is having an emotional moment in that. God. It ruined me for weddings. That's why I never got married. Yeah, right. You're not married. No, God, no. I don't have any nieces or nephews either. I'm just big on energy. You think of me as an aunt, but I'm not an aunt. I'm not an aunt. I'm not an aunt. I'm not an aunt. You have such big aunt energy. Thank you. People mm-hmm. used to tell me that as a kid. They were like, you got it. And I didn't know what it meant. And then I grew up and I was like, now I understand. Hold the phone. I just thought of something. Big aunt energy. Bay. That spells out bay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this on a poncho for Poncho Villa. Bay, the ant by the bay. I'm gonna, I'm purchasing that wherever the merch is sold. I'll, I'll purchase it. Thank you so much. Now, Trish, you just said that you even had this type of energy around you when you were a child. And how did that uh, show itself when you were that age? You know, I was always corralling people. I see a loner by a tree well at recess, and I, I gotta, I gotta herd him in. I gotta make sure he feels taken care of. Um, you know, I, I collect the loners. I look out for the people. I think that that's really where it, it started. A big part of being an aunt is picking up strays. I love that. Yeah. Strays of all kinds. I picked up oh. you two. I got you two at the castaway. What are you talking about? We saw you at Castaway. You had two chairs next to you. And I said to Megs, let's not go over there and bother her because maybe she's looking to find one to two men or whomever to take home. No judgment. We definitely weren't worried about your sexual prowess or intent. I appreciate that. But here's the thing. That ship has sailed. I haven't had uh, the D or the V in some odd nine to 10 years. It just isn't. um, That ship has sailed. So I just like to, I go for a drink, you know, I go for the happy hour. I have fun. I meet the people. Now, was that a decision that you made? I think the world made that decision for me. And I said, okay, that's how it's going to be. I'll embrace it. I'm I'm also, uh, Trish, an incel. You are not an incel. Okay. Remember, those are bad guys. Those yeah. are male adult virgins. You're not a virgin, number one. Oh. Okay. Well, they don't have to be virgins, but trust me, there's a whole persona and you are not an incel. But no. if there was a Venn diagram in the middle, if it was sexless, at least part of the Venn diagram I'm sharing with them, I don't like them. You don't share a Venn diagram with them. I think if I may borrow from you, uh, they can see themselves out. The incels are not a friend of this podcast. Nope. Get out. Please get out. If you think that you are listening to this podcast and we're going to support toxic online Gamergate incel bullshit, get out and don't you ever, ever say the name Pat Tambulance in the same sentence as incel or don't imply it or don't do it where it's like the it's you in parentheses as a subject. You know what I'm saying? This is valuable. I do feel since the first time we talked about it, I've been calling myself an incel. I may have even made it a username because it wasn't taken yet. Well, got to go back to my browsing history per usual. 
clean that clean that up. I would clean that up as fast as possible. You're going to yeah. get some suspect individuals reaching out. You're going to be put on some sort of list. Okay. What are those guys called with the tiki torches? Some proud boys list. Oh. Don't want that. All right. You got rid of all the tiki torches that way in your yard after that whole thing. So you, you don't want to even be lumped in with them. I had two polos and I just set those ablaze. I was like, I'm not going to wear a polo shirt again. Never. They ruined it. What is Ralph Lauren going to do? Now, I will say this, Trish. I I realize I had never known that you were this sexless for this long. And I just want to say you're inspiring because I didn't realize you put all the energy into all your hobbies and stuff like that. Yeah. I said, if this is gone, where can I funnel that energy? Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I've been funneling it all over the place. I've adopted three cats a dog. I learned sign language. You name it. I'm going to try it. You made those trivets for the kitchen? Who doesn't love a good trivet? I love a trivet. Whole language or just the alphabet? Because I know the alphabet. I'm now fluent in ASL. I started taking Italian during this quarantine and I loved it at first. I thought, wow, I'm going to come out of this thing smarter. And then it was teaching me how to say things like, uh, no, my name is not Carlo or I am not German. Well, just teach me how to say the thing that I am. Though, to be fair, those are two things that you might need to know because they're true about you. Well, yeah, they are true. I'm not German and my name is not Carlo for sure. But I don't want to talk in the negative. I want to only talk in the positive. I am this. I am that. I get it. I I found myself uh, when I was learning like vocabulary and things, I would try to use it in my day-to-day life. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm not saying these words in my day-to-day life. So they're they're useless to me. Mm -hmm. I want somebody to personally come here and translate everything I'm saying so I can learn that because that will be more useful. Quick question, not related to sign language or any different language. If somebody were to come up to you and say, Trish, let's have sex, would you? I'd have a lot of questions. What's the first one? Yeah. Why? Okay, why? Let's do a little role play. You be the person who's approaching Trish for sex. Pick your character. Give me a name. Who are you? Grant. Okay. So Grant approaches you and is interested in sex with you. I see you moving your shoulders a little bit. So you're at some place where music is. Are you at Castaway? I'm back at Castaway. Okay. All right. Go, Grant. Go to your princess. Hello. Oh, hello. Would you like to have sex? Yeah, pretty forward. Well, I don't have a lot of time to live. Well, then I definitely cannot have sex with a person who is on the verge of death. Well, I, I just don't feel well. Again, I, I cannot commingle my germs with a person who knows they're not well. It's not contagious. It's just a melancholy. Oh, well, now I feel bad. There we go. I will have sex with you. I did it! Trish, you said if somebody would come up and proposition you in a way like that, you would have some follow-up questions. But I noticed that none of the things you said afterward were questions. That is really interesting. And what that shows me is that I was really in the moment. I was allowing Grant to really take me there. And I think Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed myself. I was playing an incel. I just got stuck in that. And I thought, how do you trick and manipulate and gaslight someone? Yeah, it worked. It came so natural. I think I might deep down, I'm willing to be talked out of this. Deep down, I might be this way. I don't want to believe that, Pat. I don't. Well, I know I've got options. You know, there's always, you got a couple stragglers. You know what I mean? Like, if if I got to stop you. Look at the way you behaved with Dutch. You tripped and fell onto his lips one night. You was so confident when you asked him out on this podcast. You didn't stop. You wouldn't let me talk about moving forward until he answered. You were so positive. You had confidence. It was gorgeous. 
So why are now you saying that you might be an incel? I can't allow it. I might need a mood stabilizer. That could be. And there's nothing wrong with that if you do no. it. No, yeah, you should definitely look into it. If we could go back to the ESL for a second. You know what? I feel really sorry when someone deaf is watching TV at a bar or a restaurant and there's a storm and the closed captioning goes out. It gets all screwed up. How are they? It's like a slap in the face. ASL? Yeah, I think you mean ASL. What are you guys talking about? You said ESL, which is English as a second language, American Sign Language. Two very different things. I suppose ASL is a second language. Okay, so you'd feel bad. I just, I, I think if there's a storm and you're somewhere and the TV's on and it's got closed captioning on and it's all gobbledygook, the respectful thing is to turn the whole thing off. It's like if a storm knocked out a bunch of ramps. What? We're open, but no one in a wheelchair can come in? You, you're saying you want everything to be accessible to everybody at all times, which I think is gorgeous. I and, love that. Yeah, that's a really beautiful thing. I don't think anybody would want you to turn off any of the TVs or anything like that. I think it depends on what it is. If it's a debate or something and it goes out, that's very important. If it's like a football game, you can still pretty much get the gist. You just can't hear what like the bonehead announces is saying. Um, I, well, I'm real proud of you both for knowing uh, ASL. Boy, I gotta, I gotta get on the stick. Just to be clear, I know the alphabet only. And I know how to say a bullshit. And I know how to do a couple of signs from when I worked at Walt Disney World. That's a start, Mags. I mean, you could fingerspell your way through a different country, you know? Yeah, wow. I would fingerspell my way through a lot of things. I feel like a lot of people have fingerspelled their way through Europe. Did you say smelled? Yeah. Is that not? That's a different thing altogether, too, but I, I would be open to that. I'm not dead inside. I've just chosen to ride the wave in the direction it's heading. That sounds like a self-imposed chastity belt. And any surfer will tell you, I think, if you're on a wave that ain't getting you where you need to go, hop off and wait for the next one. Wait for a good one that comes. It's hard in COVID times as well, right? You're not really meeting people. Do you guys do this? Every time I see people kiss or anything on TV, I think, oh God. And then I think, will that ever happen to me again? And then I think, I don't know, and I'm scared. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then I remind myself that I have a dog that sleeps next to me every night and I'm okay. Get a dog. Oh, get a dog. What are you waiting for? Get a dog. I'm going to definitely get a dog. I got a couple things to clean up around here. Not like literally, it's very tidy. You can see. Yeah, very tidy. I just uh, got a couple things I'm working with that I don't want to bring a dog into. Trish? Yeah. Now, normally we would say, take us to your happy place, take us to your nieces and nephews, but you don't have any. Here's what I'll say. I am a spont, self-proclaimed aunt. I find my nieces and nephews where I, I need to. My friend's children can be my nieces and nephews. My friend's pets Somebody I meet at the bar, some loner that's just stuck at the end of the bar, hasn't been talking to anybody all night. I'll pick them up. Yeah. I am the, um, the world's aunt. Would we say then that antism is in the eye of the beholder? I love that. That I want stitched on a pillow. We're working on some merch. That yeah. is good. That is good. Yeah. If you listen to this podcast and you know how to do those things where you stitch things into other things, give us a call. Email us. We'd love to, you know, we'll spotlight your merch. Trish, I want to say this. I know that you've got this big end energy and you know, you really do take on a lot of uh, troubled people. You care for them. 
you bring them into the fold. I just want to say this, and I've been sitting on it for a while. You don't need to get walked on, you know, sometimes. And are you talking about Ted? Yeah. Yeah. It's a mistake. Ted had troubles and he should not have been living in my backyard for nearly as long as I allowed him to. And, you know, maybe I got something out of that too. Maybe late night conversations through the window was fun for a little while. You're right. I should not be taken advantage of. No. No aunt ever. That's the truth. And if it were just Ted, I would let that go. Okay. And so I imagine you're going to bring up um, Mel. That's probably the next one. There's a list. Yeah. And that's number two. Yeah. Okay. Here's another list we don't want to be a part of, right? Ain't that the truth? That's the truth right there. But you know what? That's why I love you two. Because you call me to task. You keep me honest. I appreciate that. Ants got to stick together. It's got to hold each other accountable. Ant pack. Ant pack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things where when I look at you, I think, oh, you know, Trish, she allows herself to get treated in a certain way. She allows people, you know, to jot down her routing number and her account numbers and they live in her backyard and uh, I just I, I want you to uh, you know care about Trish as much as you care about all the others ragamuffins that are rolling through your life yeah and not to piggyback but I'm gonna if you cared about you even half as much as we care about you you would be what's the thing that she'd be doing you'd be on cloud nine you'd be backing up Beyonce I am on cloud nine I'm on cloud nine talking to you two I'm on cloud nine most times and I think what I'm hearing is you say be your own aunt yep be, and um I hear those words B-Y-O-A oh lord that could be either be your own aunt or bring your own aunt either way either way I like it that is so good holy crap we are sitting on a gold mine this was more of a brainstorming session there's merch now good ideas there's so many but let us not be so inspired by the things that just came out of our brilliant minds to forget we're gonna work on you was this an intervention yep <laughs> I feel bad that it is an intervention yeah wow I um Okay, I'm going to take this like a champ and I'm going to listen and receive with love yeah. and respect. Instead of writing letters, we just kind of invite you to come on this podcast so we could talk to you about things. But one of the things that we wanted to talk to you about is that there are so many times that we've witnessed it. You know, you put others before you all the time. But here's what I'm going to say to you. We took you to the ER about four months ago. You were bleeding pretty bad. You fell off that ladder and it was bleak for a hot second. You let seven other people go before you who were not bleeding. I was going to be fine. We all knew I was going to be fine. We didn't. You nicked an artery. It could have been tragic. Pat was sitting on your whole leg because we wanted to try and put pressure on the bleeding. She was sitting on your leg and you even said, I can't feel this anymore. Is that bad? No, no, no. You go ahead of me. Yeah, it looks like your finger's sprained. What is that, bud? Well, they had, they looked like they had kids and a family to go home to. I mean, if I don't have anybody to go home to, I can sit there and wait. Not a lot of blood, but I'll get it back. Absolutely not. Your family, as much as we love them, they don't give you any worth. Your worth lies within. It's in you. You don't need to come home to somebody to be somebody who's worth going home. You know, I'm being reminded that um, somebody once told me that self-confidence is not the same as self-worth. And it occurs to me that I, um, I walk around with a lot of self-confidence, but maybe I uh, 
You sure about that? Maybe I don't have any self-worth. Maybe I'm masking that self-worth with some pretty shoddy self-confidence. You let a drifter cut your hair. He had... Don't you say he had a license? He had state-certified hairdressing shears. And who else would have those other than a licensed hairdresser? The person he robbed. No, I hadn't put that together. But let's face it, this hair is growing out in a way that is truly epic. Anyone can get those scissors. You could have a membership to Cosmoprof. I'm going to call bullshit. I don't think that's true. I have those scissors because my cousin is board certified. She has a thing to Cosmoprof and I use her card so I could go get a discount. So what if this guy had a cousin? That doesn't make them a board certified stylist. This haircut makes them a board certified stylist. This is giving me full on flock of seagulls vibes right now. And you know what? You should have taken their advice and ran so far away from the drifter who tried to cut your hair. Oh, I'm going to give you that. I should not have let him do this. At the end of the day, I had a good story. I wasn't stabbed in the neck and he got something out of it. He got this for his portfolio. Did that person take pictures? He took pictures. Oh my God. Oh no. They were tasteful. I wore a, um, the black cape just off my shoulders so he could get a good neckline. Were you exposed? Was your chest exposed? Oh no. No. Who wants to see my chest? No. Don't talk about your chest like that. The self-confidence starts with you saying, hey, what is this? A Marshall's rack? Because I love it. This is one of the, it's the small clearance Marshall's rack. That's the best rack. People love to pick over it. They really do. I'd rather shop at that rack than my own. Honest to God, too much. Every morning I put my bra on and I'm like, oh, why do you do this? I look down and I say, you know what you need to do? Get over yourselves. I have really big nipples. You know, not the nipple part, but the areola. In the, they're, they're searching. It's like they're trying to get away. That's okay. Maybe they're trying to encompass the rest of the breasts. If you're listening to this and you have large areolas and you feel like you don't have a place to turn, you can always turn to us. This is a, a Vagina Proud podcast. You know, we told you, do you have a crooked vagina? Reach out. We want to hear it. If your areolas are so big, they take up your whole bosom. Then you know what? Good for you. We, we're proud of you. We love you for that. Come to us. That's nothing to be ashamed of. Okay. That's what I love about this podcast is you two are very you're positive. You're sending positive vibes out into the world, and that's what people need right now. The last thing we want from this podcast is for somebody to get a hand mirror and look at their own vulva and say this is wrong, or to get a teacup and put it up to their own breasts and to say it doesn't fit, this is wrong, I'm wrong, I'm bad, I'm ugly, I couldn't live with myself, I mean it. Wouldn't that be wild? How many people, after they listen to the podcast, are getting mirrors and looking at their own genitals? Oh, I did. Okay. Yeah, everybody should. Everybody should. I remember the first time I tried to put in a tampon, I saw the lady on the box, and they show it, but they don't show it. And so you're like, what even happens? And I never looked. I think mine was just resting on my taint for the longest time. I just wedged it in there. Stuck to my taint. (laughs) Hold up. We're going to back up the truck on that because I got to know what. Are you talking about your labia or are you talking about the first tampon you tried to put in got stuck back in your taint? Oh, tampon. You know, I'm jabbing. I'm jabbing. I'm jabbing. I'm jabbing. I just gave up. I just wedged it in there somewhere. It definitely wasn't where it was meant to be. I think I had just, you know, burrowed it into my taint and said, that's enough. Come what may. Now, can I ask a follow-up? The um, Was it one of those plastic applicators that had the teeth so it... it- grabbed on yeah what you said it was uh the teeth clamped on to some of my taint meat 
and then it just had large there. Now, to be fair, it caught some, but didn't do what it was supposed to do. How did it catch any? It's not even pointing in the right direction. It's still in my underwear. But it's in the applicator? Look, look, this isn't about me. This is about Trish. (gasps) No, I want it to be about you now. Oh, no, no, no. Clearly, we have some intervening to do with you. I just gave up and went to pads. Did you ever go back? You've gone back. Yeah. No, no, I haven't ever gone back. Fuck them. I don't think you want to say that. I mean, tampon is big business. You could get sponsorship. Oh. Especially since we're already on thin ice because your niece is shoplifting them in bulk. Yeah. Trish, and you too, Pat. It sounds like you both have had... And I'm not saying that I it was on the sunny side of the street with my, you know, genitals or whatever, but it sounds like the two of you have had some real eye-opening experiences. But that doesn't mean you gotta stop. It doesn't mean take it out of commission. If Grant were to come up to you in cell and not and say, I want to have sex, would you say to him, no, there's no way, there's probably a whole family of spiders living up there. No, you wouldn't say that. No, you're absolutely right. I, I don't think there are spiders living because now I, I mean, I, if we want to go there, I, I'm fully capable of self-love. Okay, good, good. Good for you. Fully capable. Very, very sex positive in that way. Good. Um, so I, if there was a spider up there, I'll find him. If you're listening to this and you think self-love is bad, it's not. Don't have shame. There's a place in North Carolina called Aunt Chilada's. It's a restaurant and it's spelled A-U-N-T. Try and get them to sponsor this podcast. If we can't get Big Tampon, we'll definitely get enchiladas. The minute we're allowed to travel, I'll take a road trip with you. We're gonna go maybe charter a bus. It's been a while for Pat. She hasn't been in Myrtle Beach in a while. I'm craving it. Oh, you gotta go. Captain George's Seafood. River City Burgers. Discarded jean shorts. Floating panty liners. This sounds like heaven. I grew up in Massachusetts and we had Cape Cod or Hampton Beach. And I imagine Hampton Beach being a little bit like what I think Myrtle Beach might be like. A lot of beerbrush shirts that are, are frayed and have beads in the shirt. Yeah, not as much as Ocean City, Maryland. Okay. It takes the cake because there's a boardwalk. Same with like Atlantic City. Anywhere there's a boardwalk, you can bet there's going to be airbrush. But there definitely is airbrushing in Myrtle Beach. You just got to know where to go, which of course we do. Now, we've kind of broached this topic before. The three of us, we don't necessarily have right now a partner in our lives. I know that we have talked about this before, but I, I just saw an episode of this. And we talked about golden girlsing ourselves. Just get one place. I love it. I just watched an episode last night where Blanche's daughter was getting artificially inseminated and they were all just beside themselves. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in so hard. I'm just wondering, because, you know, I would want to go to a place that, how do I say this? It's maybe twice as depressing for me because I'm interested in more genders than you are, you know? So the fact that I'm single, it's like, Dang it. I got twice as many opportunities and I'm still oh for oh for the century up at bat. It's been a long time. I don't even remember when it was for me. I think you're looking at that backwards. I think that uh, you got to turn that frown upside down and think of it as down the road there's a lot more opportunity yeah. and I don't want to give you the, the wrong impression that I, I have never dabbled because back in the day sure I dabbled. It's so much more fun to dabble than you know what you're working with. Then you can say oh interesting. Oh why would he think that felt good you know there's a lot of stuff like that you could say why would he do that yeah that tampon thing i gotta tell you revisited that a couple times with a couple gentlemen that's not it did you get a panoose right in the taint oh 
Jab, 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 jab. What do you think's happening here? It's like jabbing somebody in the mustache. Hello? To be clear, you were not recreating it for yourself. You did not ask them to jab you. Oh, no. I didn't say, hey, I got this story about a tampon. Could you do that to me? Mm -hmm. I was trying to be penetrated and to no avail. Just felt like I was getting uh, flicked over and over. And it's hard when it's new because you're like, ah, give him the benefit of the doubt. He'll slip in there somehow. No, and that's when you got to stop things because when it's new, they're like paying attention to everything. So if they do something and you don't say, hey, feels like you're flicking me in the taint with that thing, they're going to keep doing it because they're going to think you love it. That is the truth because that did not end. That was four months. I just gave up. I had to end it. I wonder if maybe it was self-preservation. If you were just clammed up and your body knew this wasn't the right thing, so he could flick all he want, but you were closed off. No offense, but classic Trish making me the victim of getting flicked in the taint. And I gotta say, Trish, it's this kind of thing that makes us worry about you. No, see, I'm making you the hero. I'm saying you- I was never not the hero. I never saw myself as the villain of this story until this moment. I have to apologize. I I think I was trying to make both you and your vagina the hero, and I've clearly offended. That was never my intention. I'm not offended. I'm concerned. I really do need help. I really do. I think it would be a good time to kind of step outside yourself for a sec, Trish, and look at and see the way you assess that situation. And it's not lost on me that you said clammed up. And good for you, Pat, because I want to say thumbs up, no pun intended, for you for not saying that you were to blame in that story or that you were the villain. You were 100% the hero in that story. It's that part of the movie where the hero kind of gets punched in the taint a little bit for a while. And then That inspires you to come back and end a relationship, sounds like. What was the pun? I think you're referring to the clam. I've gave full credit for clamming up. But me, when I said, you know, I got to give a thumbs up to you when we were talking about things going inside you. Got it. But thank you for asking. Keep me honest about puns. Well, then we have to go back because I need to know why you think I was making you the villain. When I'm saying your body is a hero in having a sixth sense to know better than to allow this buffoon, your body was saying, let him flick all he wants. He can't get in. Now I see. I thought you meant I was being willful. I was being passive aggressive and just keeping it tight and keeping it out and let myself suffer. You're right. Maybe my body, like a clam or a muscle or a, any of those sea creatures, when they, you know, they turn into a ball or they... They, um, they look like a coral or they, um, they shoot out dust. I want to say then I might maybe also owe you an apology because what I heard was you were purposefully leading that penis to your taint and not letting it in, which is why I think I jumped to Pat's defense. But I guess we what we weren't doing was closing the mouths, opening the ears. I wasn't giving you the benefit of the doubt, Trish. I'm at an 11 these days. I'm looking for a fight. I'm angry. And that's what I did. And I apologize to you, Trish, because I really thought, oh, here comes another one, another hater, all clammed up, all clenched. Well, I haven't proven myself a good, reliable source. Here you are having an intervention with me. Why would you trust anything I say? Don't you dare. The idea behind this intervention isn't to make you doubt yourself more. It's for you to realize how great you are. Now I see. Don't come out of this saying, why would I trust my own instincts? Your instincts in that case actually are wrong. And I can't allow you to follow them in that one respect. 
because the the whole idea behind this podcast intervention is for you to say, oh, wait, I have a ton of self-worth and I have a ton of self-confidence. I just need to now put it into practice. It wasn't for you to say, oh, don't give me the benefit of the doubt. I don't believe in myself and you shouldn't believe in me either. That hits home. Watch this. Hey, Pat, your youngest nephew, he's not as nice as you think he is. What? Those were fighting words, Pat. Gabe has issues and sometimes he acts out and sometimes he bites and that doesn't make him mean that makes him bitey a lot of kids in his high school are the same way you know what you just did you took the bait but you kind of disconnected it from your mouth and you let yourself swim away because i was setting you up for a fight and you just defended you didn't you didn't sling insults all you said was yeah my nephew is in high school and he's still biting people so what who cares i was trying to provoke you you didn't say okay okay that makes you feel better yeah well friendly faces yeah that's true oh oh i'm gonna be grant i'm gonna say something else okay ready Hey, you, with the drifter haircut, I want to have sex with you. And you, I don't think you even know how to read, lady. What are you both going to say to me there? I insulted one of your intelligence, and I propositioned the other one. What are your responses? Hit me. Go. Nobody insults my friend's intelligence. Not on my watch. Oh, thanks, Trish. Trish, as usual, you put the other person ahead of your own. God damn it. Don't call my haircut a drifter haircut. Mind your own beeswax. Grant. Okay, good. good. If I wanted to have sex with someone, I'd have sex with the bartender. Now see your way out. You got eyes on the bartender? Oh, God, no. He he could be my son. Yeah. He's very young. Oh, all right. No law against that. Well, Pat, Grant just said, you don't read as well as you think you do. How are you going to take that? Now, I'm Grant, not a friendly face. I read as well as anyone in this place, and I can prove it to you if you brought me a pamphlet or showed me some internet on your phone. You're going to leave it there? You're just going to prove reading? Come on! I think this is where we turn on our heels, go get a glass of Pinot Grigio, and leave Grant in the dust. Good. I want to see some fight in the two of you. Because I'll tell you what, somebody comes up to you and says, you don't know how to read so well, I'm going to fight them. Because how dare they? And somebody comes up to you and says, looks like a drift to cut your hair. I'm going to say, you might have been right about that. Good guess, but she's amazing. And piss off. You know, I think that's one of those things that is, people think ants have to be nicey-nice, that they're sitting around crocheting all the time. No, ants got bites. Oh my god, I just thought of this. Fire ants. But but A-U-N-T-S. Yeah, that's got legs. I'm gonna write that down. Now Trish, you are not an aunt to nieces and nephews, but you are an aunt. And I don't want you to think that we don't think the world of you because this is an intervention. So I want to ask you, because people love you, Trish, they love you. What is some advice that you might have for ants, aunt adjacents, people like you who are walking around with a big ant energy? What's advice that you give? How do you do it? How do you pull it off? Tips? I think the first thing is start from a place of compassion. You can always end somewhere else. If it ends with a fork at somebody's throat, that's fine. But start from a place of compassion because I think that's where all aunts are born. That's something. What's a beatitude? Should that be one? Is that a church word? I'm going to text my niece real quick, have a look it up. Now, while uh, Mags is doing this, was there an experience that happened to you, sexual, eight or nine years ago that took you off the train and left you at the station? That's just standard heartbreak. You stop realizing that, you know, you, your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, into your 50s, we're all, here we go, let's get it on. And then at some point you realize like, oh, maybe this is the big one. 
this is the big heartbreak that ends it all. And so you just sort of let it let it be. Yeah, I've said that about myself that I'm I'm worried I've been Humpty Dumptyed. As hot as people try, I will never be put back together again. I dated someone for a real long time and they left me for somebody who was better known than me. I learned from that. I learned how to be sad. My niece texted me back about Beatitudes. It says, the blessings listed by Jesus in the Sermon on the Mound. Mount. On the Mound. Which is Mound. I wish. Don't clam up on the mound, am I right? Wow. That, what, you went there. I'm yeah. getting cheeky. Get cheeky with it, Will Smith. We want you to get cheeky. We want you to have that little bit of pizzazz in you because that's what we're looking to get back in you. Light the spark. I'm going to light the spark. I'm aware that, you know, you don't need a partner to complete you two to make you happy. We don't need that, but we might. I want to put that out there that I support you in every way. And also, you know, if you change your mind and you ever want to go out on a Saturday and see what's out. I want to go out every Saturday. I don't necessarily need to come home with anything. Okay. Interesting that you said anything. I'm interested in that. Oh, it's kind of like, you know, a shopping tip that my mother gave me, which is you're out shopping. You see something. You want it. My mother would say to me, do you have to have it? Do you have to have it? And it would really give me pause. And I would think, no. I don't have to have it. Same thing goes for maybe partners. That's what Trish is trying to get at. It's interesting. My my mother would say, walk around the store with it. Hold it in your hand the whole time you're, there you are, TJ Maxx. You're in that clearance aisle. You really need that. It's a porcelain candlestick that you don't even have candles for. Walk around with it. Hold it the whole time. And if by the time you get to the checkout counter, if you still want it, buy it. Now, those are both really great. I'm worried about the first one as it pertains to another human being. Because if it's, do you have to have it? There's another thing on the other end of that that gets to respond. Just so we're clear, like, if you're in a Marshalls and you say, I got to have this shirt, the shirt isn't going to say, no, don't take me home. But if you're at a club or a bar, castaway, wherever you are, and you say, hey, I got to have you, and the person you're speaking to is like, oh, you know what, I'm good, then you got to leave it be. I feel like that's not like how most movies, though, work. You know what I'm saying? Well, I feel like if I say I got to have you, and then they, you know, they put up a little bit of a fight, and they're like, not really, you know? I feel like the next 90 minutes, your expectation is, eh, in the end. Pat, you're so right. We've been brainwashed. Because you know what movie that everybody thinks is so romantic that I'm like, um, this is inappropriate, which is, we've talked about this before. Is it The Room? The Room. It's Teen Wolf. It's not Teen Wolf. It's The Notebook. Because the very beginning, Ryan Gosling is pursuing Rachel McAdams and he dangles himself from a Ferris wheel and says, if you don't go out with me, I'm going to let go. Traps her and everybody's like, oh, the romance. He held her hostage. Yeah, I don't like that. I've never seen the movie. I don't like infidelity stories. We know this about me. The infidelity in that? I don't know. And actually, I haven't seen it, but it's the one where the guy wants the girl and then he puts her in the basement and then I guess they get married and they have kids, but she can never get out of the basement and then one day I guess she gets out and she's like that wasn't so bad actually I think that's a that's close right is there potential for uh the room Hamilton mashup where we do the room where it happens and it's the room but everybody wears period clothing and they rap about it it would be very upsetting I'm sure to the the hostage who was in that room but I think it's ripe for a parody song for sure I'm gonna write that down do you think Weird Al is married yeah Emo Phillips is married and if Emo Phillips can get married why can't Weird Al right I mean anybody can get married you know it's like anybody can become a father anybody can get married now now that's true yeah i just want to touch on this really quickly so our listeners hear it trish your etsy shop 
is fun. Okay. I didn't come on here to plug anything. Come on. Have at. Talk a little bit about your Etsy shop. I love it. I look at it all the time. You know how people have gravel in their driveways? Of course. One of the things I noticed as I was uh, walking through my neighborhood is that there's all sorts of different gravel. So I started collecting some of these things. I mean, I would come home with pockets full of gravel. You know, by the end of the week, I have a whole table full of these tiny rocks. And you just start thinking like, what is this? Well, some of it looks like teeth. Some of it looks like mountainscape. So I just started envisioning what these tiny rocks could be. And the result is what you see on Etsy. Is it just a thing of people like, hey, let me buy these pebbles from you. Tell me what they look like. Or do you paint them? Sometimes I just contour. And then all of a sudden you're like, that does look like a bear. A lot of it is me seeing it in the rock and then allowing my artistic vision to be highlighted with a couple fancy photos. And for $5.99, you can purchase gravel art. I love the name of it too, gravel gazing. And I know you meant it as a play on navel gazing, so maybe people call it gravel gazing, but I love it. I love it. You know, I haven't told you this. Trish, because I know that you're the kind of person who would just give me the stuff I have ordered. You haven't been over in a while. I got it all lined up on my kitchen, on the sill in my kitchen. I got a couple of the ones that you said look like teeth, and then you drew a little teeth on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to purchase those under a fake name because I did not see you. You're too much. That's no. really kind. Art is work. Art is work. And can I tell you something else? She bought some for me, too. Oh. <gasps> I have a shadow box. Oh. Pat came over, helped me hang them up. This was the most exciting day. She came in and she said, I got something for you. And I said, oh my God, what? And she said, I want you to tell me what it is. And I was like, don't even tell me that's the cast of Friends on Gravel. And she said, yeah, and count them. There's a Gunther and a Janice in there. Everybody's there. I have so much fun when I'm just able to zone in on what's going on. I just finished the cast of Wings, and that is a hoot. Crystal Barnard? Oh, yes. I even made a plane out of the graph. It's really something. And a while ago, you know, there was all the rage of people buying those signs that say, live, laugh, love. They're just words. Surely we can come up with something a little bit more inventive. And then there I was walking around the neighborhood and I, I come upon those stones and the rest is history. Uh, you having those rocks in your pockets makes me think of that movie, The Shawshank Redemption, because the way that he got out was yes. that he put it in his pockets and then shook it out. So now next time I see that, I'm going to think of, oh, that's Trish. Isn't that funny, Pat? This is my way out, oh. you know? It is breathing new life in me. I'm going to come out of this out of a cocoon, I think. That is so beautiful. And if you think you're selling that wings cast to anybody but me, I will build a replica of Sandpiper, the little airport, Antonio Scarpacci. I love them all. Oh, God, I'm just thinking about Lowell, Tim and Brian, bad boy. God, I love wings. Maybe they'll do a reboot. They have to. I hope. I'm just looking up at the clock. Uh-oh. Every week we end with a mantra, which I believe to be life-changing. And we have spouted off several pearls of wisdom from oysters and clams. And okay. Thank you. And uh, why stop there when we got one more in the tank, right? So why stop there? Pat, what's our mantra? The mantra for this week is, if someone says something that doesn't sound right, you say, I'll have to run that past an ant. If that isn't the most accurate, because how often do I call you or you, Trish, and say, hey, what? 
what is this? Can you tell me if this is right? And you'll say, absolutely not. It's so true. A hive mind, but for ants, like a colony mind. Mm-hmm. Ant pack. Or fire ants, which I think is still pretty good. We should have a little closure for this. I hope. Are you okay with us? Do you love us still? Because we love you more than anything, Trish. I couldn't love you more. I think that this was, um, what a gesture, what a gift for you to be honest with me and to want me to go on my journey of self-worth. I appreciate you. Thank you for seeing it for what it was. It wasn't easy. If there's two types of people in this world that I love more than anything, one is the kids and two is other ants. And I'm so thankful. And this has been just a beatitude. So thank you. I'm so grateful. It's been a beautiful night. So thank you for still loving us and for trusting that we have your best interest in heart. We just want you to love yourself. Well, all right. I love you, Trish. I love you, Max. I love you. I love you, Trish. I love Trish. That's what I'm going to say. I love myself. I love Trish. We did it. Did it. We intervened. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I feel like I could run through a wall right now. This is why we're here. This is why we did this podcast. This is why you're producer emeritus of this podcast. This is why we're ants. Oh, my God. I love you guys. I got to go to the bathroom. All right. And we're back again, baby. Thanks for listening to Those Who Ants, a Baby Makers podcast starring Colleen Doyle as your Aunt Pat and Dana Curcioli as your Auntie Megs. If you liked this podcast, and how could you not? You gotta subscribe, you gotta rate, and you gotta review us. The role of Aunt Trish was played by the amazing Amanda Blake Davis, who wrote for season two of Work in Progress, and will continue to perform with Baby One's Candy, Heyday, and Triumph if live comedy ever happens again. Our theme song was performed by the Q's, and you can follow them at the Q's Music on Instagram. Follow those who ant on Instagram and Twitter, and if you have any questions for the ants, as always, email us at thosewhoant at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Come on. Stay healthy. Come on. Wear a mask, and come on. For God's sakes, just call your aunt.